Fuck Yuffie. Well, Yuffie's Hel- from Final Fantasy VIII, but I get what you mean. Proves my point even more so, I think. Hello and welcome. My name is Alexander Gonzalez. I'll see you today is my good old friend, J.E. Hey, that's me. And please remember that we are not game devs. How are you today, Jay? I'm doing good, Alex. Uh, I'm hungry. We had a water shut off in my building all day today, so I hadn't been able to cook. So I'm excited to uh, cook later because um, I am hungry. Can't you cook without water? Well, I have to like wash stuff, you know. I'm not gonna use unwashed veggies. Mm, mm, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. But those are not the meals that we are talking about today. Today we are creating something new. Every week we own, we are not game devs. So we'll create a new exciting video game idea that we have always wanted to play, but do not have any knowledge or know how to create the wonderful experience that is video games. And today is my turn to present. We are not game devs. 158th IP. Now, um, I'm going to give you some things that are non-negotiable that I want the game to be built around, a skeleton of sorts, so to say. And then I'm going to leave the rest up to interpretation. Yep. New people moved in. All right. Um, This is going to be fantastic. So. What I want the game to be based around is I want this game to be open world set up in four different acts. Through these acts, there's going to be story missions, but it's going to be left up to you where you're going to have to complete objectives to to get to a trigger. These objectives are going to have hard objectives where you have to complete a certain thing and then other ones where you have to eliminate different people. Now, what I want is I want the setting to be a college campus, a nice big college campus. And I want it to be a place where you go as a student and there you get invited and a virus unleashes. And the way it works is this virus mutates everybody and it makes it so that there's someone who announces that there's only so many cures. And unless the population gets down to that amount, the cures are not going to come out and only the strong will survive. Now, I want this virus to have certain mutations that occur to the people. That's what's left up to interpretation. I want it to be fun powers, but I can't quite get to what the powers are. However, what I do want is I want the powers to be somewhat random. So I want it to be that you might get different powers. Well, you will get different powers every time you play like a roguelike but so will the enemies. Now, the act structure I want to bring up is I want it to be an act where at first, act one is discovery, information, and chaos. There are so many people on the college campus that they're all going to be reacting horribly, and it's going to be one of those scenes where you're going to be hiding, you're going to be wandering around, gathering supplies, but also it's going to be a frenzy. The second act, I want to settle down into where... There's different parts of the campus where different factions arise. And then I want the third act to be where maybe you choose a faction or you take down the other factions, whatever happens there, that'll be left up to interpretation. And eventually it's going to be the top couple people. 
I had an idea in my head. One idea was that this mutation made it so that people would be able to grow um, different amendments to their bodies. So what I was thinking was like, imagine like a suit transformation, but it would highlight different aspects of uh, your form. So some people would get a suit transformation where they're nearly invulnerable. Another person would get one that makes them fast. Another person would get one where they can shoot their fists at people. So what do you think? And then the final act would be duking it out for the serum. Okay. I know you said you don't want me to change some of the stuff that you just laid down, but in just this, order... uh, what I'm talking about is the powers can be changed. I don't want yeah. the setting to be changed. Like I'd like a college campus. No, I so like that say. idea. Yeah. And then the only other thing would be the nature of the four acts where it slowly goes from chaos, where it seems like you're so attached to the regular world that in the fourth act, it's almost like the regular world never even existed. That by yeah. the time you're in the fourth act, it's like, what, how did the game even start? I've been, I've been in this part of the, of the world so long. This is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I, I like the idea of the, the acts and everything, but um, the problem I see with that is, okay, there's two problems I see with it. The one is, are you super tied to you as a player not having any set move list and you want it to be like a roguelike? Because then the problem lies where do you have to do all four acts again each time you die and get a new power and stuff like that? Or do you like start in the middle of an act, but then how do you explain that story-wise? Are you just a completely new person that you play randomly and they have a whole so, new set of powers? Or That's what I wanted to work on. What I thought would be cool is what if we gave the player the option where you're a student that starts off on a similar path, but maybe you diverged or you have a dip and it doesn't, and you'll have a different power of course, or you'll have a different power in general. What I'm drawing inspiration from is I like the idea of one piece, the manga where there's some zany powers, but due to creativity, you're able to fully utilize these powers. So things that you don't normally think would be very good can turn out to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Maybe I think it doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah. Because like at the same time. I wouldn't even mind it at the if at the end of every act, we give the player the choice whether they want to continue as that character or leave that character. But as they go into the second act, they'll be able to play as a different character somewhere else. Or just then kill yourself. It's not like you have to make that decision. You just have to die, right? If well, what if you case. don't even have to? What if you get the choice of you either get to kill yourself or you leave the character alone and then that character is somewhere on the map still doing its thing? Hmm. Is that something we could work out? I mean, I could, I could see how that would work out. That person, if you decide to leave your character and start a new one, we could like do something where you, if you find your character and kill him, you get something out of it. But it's mm -hmm. like, well, you know what you items get? they're carrying. 
Yeah, that's true. But like, it's not like you could upgrade your powers any because then the problem with what if this then? What if you can upgrade your powers? This is what I wanted to work on was the main gameplay. What if you're collecting student badges and these badges have their unique IDs? If you collect five badges in the first act, you can turn them in for gear or a new power. And then the second act, maybe it's something like you like you need ten badges in the first act. In the second act, you need five badges. In the third act, you need three. I I don't think it's a new power because that it's a mutation from this virus. It's not like yeah, I think it would be better if we gave if instead at the vending machines there was equipment to supplement your power and your playthrough on how you want to play. So all of this I'm cool with. The problem I have with it is if each time you get a random new power and like you said, you want some of them to be like super cool and some of them to kind of be a little bit more bogus. We can't have gear oh. that helps powers because then I don't want any of them to be bogus. I just want them to all be different. Sure. So even so like still, we, how many powers are we talking about? How many powers would we have to make? like a combat system for to make them look different and feel different. There has to be a limit. The problem with that is I'd say probably like a hundred different powers. So then how are we, we're going to make just a hundred different skill trees and a hundred different There's no skill tree. So what you would do is the way it is, there's a main power and that mm -hmm. power has um, two abilities, right? We have a charge ability. We have a regular ability. This is combined with you being able to sprint, dodge, block, pick up items, use items. And on top of that, there's going to be equipment. This equipment's going to increase your attack speed. It's going to increase your defense. It'll increase your HP. It'll increase your attack. Or it'll increase um, maybe a technical skill. And of those 100 powers, you could have something where there's a guy that can throw cards. He can throw, he can rapid fire cards by pressing a button or he can charge it and then he can throw three cards at once. And then he would have a, he would have a gear that he can upgrade where he can maybe upgrade speed and attack speed. So he's just throwing cards everywhere. Or maybe he upgrades defense and HP and he just charges his cards and throws just a couple. It all depends. I mean, I, I see, like, if we just had. I think my not, biggest problem lies is having like we would need at least a hundred, if not more different, unique feeling powers. The problem with that is that's just a lot of work, man. Like, yeah, I don't why not? feel like that's something that is just just feasible. I, 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 I think like, it is as long as we like I'm not going to we're not going to be tied down to powers where it's you know there's going to be drawbacks and stuff to different powers and de and depending on what you want there's going to be powers that are more practical than others right so for instance like there's going to be a power where you're able to hack machines you're able to talk to machines you're able to gain more items easy 
then there's another power where maybe you're able to summon lightning, but first you have to summon a cloud where you have a cloud come in and then you are able to summon lightning from that cloud. There's setup, but it's powerful. And then you have another power where, for instance, you're able to shoot spikes that when you punch or something that there's spikes that you have and that creates a defensive power and then a regular one. There's all kinds of different ways we can go with it. Yeah. Okay. I um I think maybe what the what's tripping me up the most about this is the most recent roguelike that I played was Returnal and Returnal was just freaking gorgeous, but if we take this back a couple of steps from Returnal and make it more of like an upgrade from like Binding of Isaac, I guess I could see it a little bit more manageable from there. So what I'm thinking, yeah, this is how we'll do it where you have this, it's not going to be like a procedurally generated area or anything. We're going to have this huge open map to you of this campus with outdoor sections where you're walking from building to building you have indoor sections where you're like going like five six seven different stories of just buildings in this campus and all of it's explorable like we'll make it like a fully exp uh, like explorable campus where it's like actual one-to-one -one of what a campus would be actually be like so you got like hundreds of rooms at least, I don't know, two dozen different buildings. And each of these places will all be, you can go to wherever you want, right? It's not like you're going to walk into the science building and on the fourth floor, this one room isn't able to go into, you know, like you are going to be able to go in. Um, what you are doing is, yeah, you could at any time give up that your player so you could switch it up and then they'll have a special look to them where you could go hunt them down for a specific reason. It, I, I feel like it's going to have to be either currency to buy gear, like you're saying, but I, I think it'd be better <laughs> if it's more like you get player badges. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, like specific currency to spend. And I, I don't think it's going to be gear that you're switching out. I feel like it's just going to be I don't know. I'm, I'm like trying to think cuz like gear it, There's it just a gets different too way we can do with it. Yeah, cuz um like, I don't think gear gets that complicated as long as we keep it around four central stats. Speed, defense, attack, and then um speed, defense, attack, and then one other stat, which we could say maybe special. If we do it around those four things, it's really not that bad. You can have a speedy special player. You can have a defensive special player. You can have uh, an attack, like a battle mage, and go well, that route. See, the, the problem with the gear is that means on top of these 100 powers, you have the, like, I don't know. That means you're probably going to have to have, what, 500 pieces of gear, 100 for each piece, like head, torso, bottom. No, um, not really, because, like, Different gear works for different classes, and it, it can all be... Well, see, that's another problem is... Okay, just to simplify it, I, feel I like, think what it I is... I feel like you're... Like, it's okay for some 
classes not to be balanced. It's okay for some armor um, No, it's not about pe- balance. It's just about like the amount of things that we'd have to make. So I think in terms of player badges, maybe what it is is the more stacks of player badges you have, it just ups your stats. So let's say you have five, you get like a point. 5% boost to stats. And then when you get 10, you get like a 0.7. And then when you have like 25, you have like point or like 1.6 or something percent increase to your stats, right? So maybe when you leave your body or leave your character to start as a new player, you'll start back again at zero badges or whatever, but you could hunt your player to get like extra badges and then mm-hmm. it like multiplies exponentially from that way where like so eventually at a certain point you'll have like a thousand badges and then all your stats will be like way faster you'll have higher defense and all that type of stuff uh that way we wouldn't have to make different gear for different classes or powers that associate to them and so you're not like picking up gear that you can't use because yeah. you're not you don't have that kind the, of power. You the know? only reason I think I'm wrapping my head around this better is there's literally 900 Pokemon with all different moves, and they're all based around HP, attack, special attack, defense, mm-hmm. special defense, and speed. So I can attribute to 900 different people those five stats. But that was but, over like 30 years. You know what I mean? That you got yeah. those 900 Pokemon, not all at once. In I one think. Game the gear i would want to make it look cool eventually as it goes on um i think there's different ways where you can kind of do it you can there's different ways uh but i think as the as the game descends more into madness and it's clear that the world that once was isn't anymore the gear is going to start changing where it's going to go from students trying to do makeshift gear into looking really cool so you you really want the gear thing. I, Cause I feel like my bad. It doesn't have to, I don't gear. care about like it being powerful or not, but yeah, yeah. these kids are not going to be wearing backpacks, shorts and shirts by the end of this. There's just no way. So how about, how about this where it's split into those different arcs? And right? I, it doesn't matter how, like we can talk about the guy who introduced the virus or the woman drops the gear anyway and like plays the pawn game or just goes and sees. I think what it, it, it I think it's just going to be I feel like it should just all be cosmetic where it's random looks for your characters and as the arcs progress there's a whole new set of clothes that are made for that arc so each arc will have like different clothes sets not sets but like different random generated clothes that could be on everybody um and as the arcs go on they get more and more like they start looking more and more different uh and more makeshift and like cobbled together uh where like maybe by the end of it people start making makeshift armor and stuff it's just more cosmetic in my head though and then maybe there is like a premium store that you could go to and spend like some dumb currency that you're always a queuing so you could like change your character to make them look the way and you want them to look. These stores are going to be different vending machines and stores set up around where there's going to be otherworldly characters. What I mean by that is they're going to be humanoid, but they're going to look very, very different. In fact, they're going to look like the gear that I'm talking about that other people wear by the end of the game, but they're going to have that gear even from the first act. 
Now, yeah. another thing I want to do is I want this game to have acts where you have to get down to a certain uh, player population in the game where like, I'm just talking about students. And then after that, there's going to be key story things as well that you can do and just go that route so that there's going to be certain things at the end of an act or the beginning of an act that will be kind of scripted that will then change how the game goes. It'll be, you know, something like that, that after that's going to change the world a little bit more add a little bit of spice. Mm -hmm. What is stopping the player from nearing the end of a specific player count? Let's say at act two, you have to have lowered the player amount to like 10,000 and maybe you're at like 10,002. What's stopping the player from just committing suicide or letting them die twice? To like that's 10,001 or 10,002. You can, that's fine. But then, though, like, if you give up two players, that's two powerful players that now you'll have to face, that you know have been upgraded and have good armor. And you might see them around, or you might not. I'm sorry. I think I missed misunderstood something. When your player dies, do they not just leave the game do they become some kind of mutated being? no you can leave your player and then play another one or you can kill your player and go down to 2002 if you like but you're losing out on gear you know you're gonna start over you you you're gonna have the chance to reroll your stats but that doesn't mean that you're gonna be in an advantageous position when you sacrifice right but what i'm saying is what's stopping someone from just letting all the characters die until there's only like one person left like they literally just killed everyone on the campus if they want to do that ten thousand times they can but there's literally there's bosses and stuff that stop them so like at the end of an act when you get to ten thousand there's going to be some type of trigger event that either someone's searching for you something's happening there's a student who was a husbandry major who now has control of dogs and now these dogs are looking for you on campus and you've killed yourself 500 times so your power sucks or different stuff like that where there's another person who's a mechanical engineer and they're setting out drones stuff like that where yeah. there's going to be unique challenges where if you want you can you can cheese this game i'm not trying to make a game that's uncheesable if you want you can do that and if that's how you want to have fun okay Okay, so how about, I don't know if you're cool with the the idea I propose, but if we make it so the badges are like, in, in Borderlands are the badass points, where they just give you upgrades to your stats the more badges you own. And so like, each time you leave player character to go find your character, you get like your badges times five. But then at the start of each act when you decide to switch characters your base character starts with a certain number of badges automatically so in case you accidentally lose all the badges let's like say it's like in demon souls when you die with like 10,000 souls and then you die again you can't collect those 10,000 souls anymore if that ever happens and you're in act three and now all of a sudden you're underpowered and everyone else around you is super, super strong, you won't be super underpowered because we start you off with a certain number of badges. So you already have a decent stat boost. Yeah, there'll um, be a base level of badges. And then if you want to swap at the beginning of an act to another character, you can. But if you choose to suicide in the middle of an act, 
Well, you're just getting a base level number of badges and that's it. Yeah. And then when you do switch over to a character, you'd have to go, you'd have to switch characters a few times. So you, then you could get badges that uh, when you kill that person, you'll get their badges at exponential rate. So you get even more to get more powerful. And then you just keep going from there. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing of like saying like, well, what if uh, I sell an item over and over again and break the game's economy? It's like, I get if you want, you can do that. It's not mm -hmm. fun, but if it's fun to you, why not? Go for it. Yeah. So that way, if if we take this badge increasing stats and the more badges you have, the more stat increase you get. With the more badges you get, maybe it also makes your character character's powers. Obviously, they're growing stronger because you're getting more badges, but it we give you a visual cue. So at like... 100 badges, we give the character like a visual upgrade to whatever their power is. At 250, they get another one. At 500, they get another one. At 1,000. And so that way, that gives them that look change that you kind of wanted, where in, throughout the game, you get more and more crazy looking in terms of mutations because the more badges you have, the more intense your mutation becomes. You know what I mean? Uh, so for those 100 powers, we'll have like 10 ranks within the each power to like uh, give visual upgrades once you earn a certain amount of badges. Uh, that power will get a visual upgrade that you'll see uh, whether in the physical person or when you actually use the power itself. All right, great. Now, on top of that, I think that there's a bunch of cool powers that you can do, including controlling water, using roots of plants, talking about um, using wind to send um, razor winds at people, talking about um, controlling metal, talking about um, mind control. So then you can you can control somebody else for a little bit and then use their powers. The, the limits are endless. So what I want to go with now is the axe. First act is establishing the setting, figuring it out, seeing a bunch of people die all over the place. I want there to be um, a tutorial that's somewhat scripted, similar to uh, where you're learning how to play the game. And during that, you see lots of killing. You see a lot of shadows. You see a lot of people dying until you get out into the open world. And then you get into it. After that, there's a certain amount of people that die and you have to kind of find and create kind of a home base. After that, on the second act, there will be factions arise. On the third act, there will be different places that other people have taken over as a base and have underlings. On the fourth act, it's going to be kind of like settling everything after you've kind of flushed out and killed most, but if not all the powerful people. And depending on the order that you kill people will be who's left over. Now, we're cool with all that, right? Yes, to an extent. It's it's creating a home base that I think I have the main issue with because you're not the same character the whole time. So your home base would be changing each time. So I think maybe what Absolutely. it is, is... We can change the home base every time. It doesn't like... Well, it's I don't just a think place that you start. It's not going to be in a cutscene. Yeah. Right, right. I feel like it's more that you belong to one of the four factions and then the four factions or whatever, however many factions there are, belong to a specific kind of power group and they just band together because i don't know the reasons 
Uh, so like all the elemental type of people would band together and form their own, and then all the uh, mechanical superpower stuff. Yeah, like whatever the groups are, and then we'll bunch them up into like groups, and they'll have their part of the campus, like the mechanical people that control metal or hack things will all like group up in the science building. And then if you start there, that is your home base. And then that's where you go to like have maybe each one has like a room where it's kind of like a safe room where you could just go in there and like take a breather or whatever. Um, All right. That works for me. Now I think in, in the third act, I, I forget the order that you said, but do these uh, groups form in the second act? And then I feel like in the third act, if that's the case, what would have to happen is third act is about these groups. The end of the third apart. act is just betrayal. Yeah. yeah it's just like, something just happening where apart, they all go under within and then you just. It's because there's not enough people to support them. Exactly. exactly. So then from there, it goes into um, the last couple people. Now, I think we got how this game's going to go and it's going to be one final scene where what I want there to be is when you get there and you find the guy that's, that's been doing all this or the woman or the thing, they're already dead. There's somebody there, a student who actually got there has won and has taken the powers and has become something more than themselves. And then you have to face them. Like so, the game doesn't perf- actually perfected the mutations or something like that. Like yeah, exactly. The so their power has elevated. That way, you it's not any different gameplay than what you're used to. I don't really like games where it's like, hey, here's a bunch of awesome powers, but in actuality, you're gonna have to use a big ass railgun or hop into a mech to which you've never done before to kill the last boss. Don't like it. I'd rather mm-hmm. it you go on and use your powers and use the gameplay that that originally made you fall in love with the game. So that's what I wanted to go with it. Now, would, how would, did you, mm-hmm. I was going to say for the last boss fight, what if we had it where let's say there's throughout a random number, 500 is the amount of cure or whatever. So 500 is what you need. And so last boss fight, what if it's just, yeah, this crazy mutated thing, it becomes a monster and it has access to multiple different powers all at the one time. And it's then, still a humanoid. I don't want it to be a blob. I like I okay. don't want this to be I don't want this to get any close to Resident Evil or any other thing where what I'm if, facing just a big fucking blob. I hate that shit. Right. What if what like, if the last boss just looks the most like a regular ass human? That you've ever seen. He's just a normal looking dude, but he just has access he's, to he's, a bunch of powers. <laughs> he's like, I I see what you mean. Like he's more elevated. For instance, he's like, like Frieza final form. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where, yeah, yeah. So it's more of a humanoid form. Now I picture this thing. Um, whenever you say something like that, when there's an elevated human in popular media, it's always yeah, they're really buff. They're cut without genitals, and they're naked. Yeah. But they're and really, really powerful. And like, yeah, just slim. <laughs> um, but my idea is we take it where we do like a Kingdom Hearts 3 end sequence deal. Where when your character eventually dies because this final boss is super hard, you just automatically transfer to another person on this battlefield fighting it all at once. And so it's like every time you it kills you, you just move on to the next player. That's cool. You already know 
you probably don't know some of the power sets that you're going to end up with, but some of them are going to feel familiar. So like when you die as this character and then you start as the water controller. Wow, I haven't been the water controller since 50 students ago type of thing. But you know how to use the powers mm-hmm. or whatever. And so you get to rotate, get a random roulette of the powers and you just keep going at it until you beat the boss. And maybe we'll lower the number. And then the, the fail state is if, you run out of all the students and aren't able to kill the final boss. So like, yeah. let's say there's a hundred students. If you die a hundred times to the final boss, th- that's going to take like an hour unless we make the final boss super OP and he's just mowing through dudes. <laughs> like a Musou, but you're on the other end. Yeah, you're on the other end. <laughs> uh, you see him wipe out like 25 students you w- along with it and it lowers I your number it's gonna from be more like, to 475. Like 10 to 15. But he's going to be taking out, like, he's going to use area of effect attacks that will be taking out a lot of different people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we got that down. What is this game looking like to you? What what graphically are you seeing on the screen? Not, not We're not seeing this to be, like, a Last of Us or, like, a Returnal looking game. I'm seeing this more as, like, a, like a double A. But with that being good. said, you can make the powers look really cool because there's not a lot going on. Like the, as long as we make the screen where, for instance, why can't we do something like Diablo? Yeah, you know, I was thinking where it's top down. Like yeah, um, it's three D, but the powers still look fantastic. Um, the effects look great. So I'm thinking something like that. Yeah, like maybe like a, or we could even take more artistic drive with it, make it more like Hades or like um, like cartoony like that. But I like the yeah. idea of this being a top-down type of isometric game where you're exploring this whole campus. All right. How much are you willing to pay for a game like this? I mean, it feels like it has to be 60. There's just too many things happening. Where Chock it's, full of content. Yeah. Or I guess 70 now. All right, Jay. And also, this would be a game that um, next-gen consoles can handle great with a lot of things going on screen. Mm-hmm. Get your timer mm-hmm. out. We're going to name this game. Go. College Dropout. That works perfect. All right, College Dropout. In eight seconds. Because that's great. At the end of every act, we can be like, uh, there could be an announcement. Boom, boom, boom. Good morning, students. 13,000 of you have dropped out. Wow, it's going to be like, I have so many um, inspirations for this game I'll talk about after. I feel like it would be like a Hunger Games thing where throughout the entire game, if you look up, I guess you can't because it's isometric. If you press, there's a button on one of those things. How about just on a bunch of screens? It just shows a yearbook. But the yearbook is ever evolving, showing more and more people who died. I was thinking more like there's a button specifically, like let's say on the dual sense. If you press on the touchpad, your character will look up and it's it's how many students are left type of thing. We can do that. What if we have it where it's a phone, where you look at your phone mm. and there's a student directory? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Where like the the pause menu is the phone and you could just see the number mm-hmm. changing slowly um and i guess is it going to be like that where there's just going to be players dying without you doing anything yeah you're gonna that's allowed to happen yes how many students are there at this school i don't know 
What's I was going to think, I, I thought, so a normal school, depending, um, our alma mater had around 15,000 to 20,000 people. I was okay. thinking about putting a thousand in the first act, dwindling it down to 500, then 250 in the final act having 100. And the first act, people would be dying all the time. That's kind yeah. of what the first act is about. The second act, still, but much slower. By the third act, everyone's kind of settled in. If you have four factions of 250 kids, that's about 60 kids per faction. Not bad, especially when you see yeah. some of them killing each other anyway. I mean, what stop? I, I feel like we could just, yeah, put 15,000 kids. The first act, you see that number drastically drop. And I'd say when you transfer acts, there is a story cutscene moment where it can yeah. explain why there's a huge drop off. But you can even it, have time skips too. That's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's totally okay. I want there to be a nice, compelling story mm -hmm. that goes alongside companion this game. Right. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with like in the first act, the random player amount is dying super quick, but to get to 15,000 to like, I don't know, 7,500 by the second act. Well, like, we can also do something take like for a while, but, and a cutscene can explain a way where it shows like, like, and then through the night, the killing continued and it just shows the number yeah. go down. Or they blew up the hub area and this many people died. And maybe in each act, there's going to be big, campus map changes like that where we destroy a whole side or this faction built something with their power so there's like a new tower of a makeshift weird metal tower that just erupts or erects in the second act or something yeah like that. and i mean there could be things where there's where there's uh people who have powers who are builders so then they set traps in their own places i like mm -hmm. that all right i'm not going to give an overview of this game because we basically have I think we have a game here. Would this be a game you'd want to play? And is it fun? Sure. I'll give it a shot. Um, like Returnal, I just have a hard time playing these roguelikes for a very long time. Just because you're doing the same thing over and over again. It's a little different each time. But it has to be like really good, like Binding of Isaac, where it just is addictive every single time for me to like really get into it but I'll, I'll probably give it a shot um but i'm not I, I i don't know if it's something i would love unless the gameplay really gets to me gotcha this would be a game i'd definitely play uh to beat the first time and then i would mess around with different powers and try to go for an op build um this is right in my alley i like roguelites so this is something that i'd definitely be into now that we've got the complete game, what studio would you assign to make this game best? I mean, I guess Spike Chunsoft. Uh, you're talking about influences. Yeah, I feel like Danganronpa is an influence here. Yeah, um, yeah. And they could do something cool. It could even be in the Danganronpa universe. I, don't, I know that would change a lot of it, but it would be cool if this was like a spin-off, Musou-style Danganronpa spin-off type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. Um, Atlas would be an easy studio to do this with. This is something that's right in their wheelhouse. I think yeah. Spike Chunsoft, Atlas would be a thing. Um, 
Blizzard's easy. Yeah, that's another one where you could definitely do it. Valve. Just straight up just Valve. Valve Valve is another great one. I, I wouldn't think that they I mean Valve would be perfect for this kind of thing. And with that, our 158th IP has gone gold. We hope you look forward to this experience that will probably never release. You can write to appoundgames at gmail.com if you have anything to patch into the game we create today. Also give us feedback. We are still learning how to make this show better, and your feedback really helps. We have a Patreon. If you'd like to back our ideas, please head over to patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. Patrons receive episodes two days early and an extra podcast at the beginning, which you caught the tail end of our conversation at the beginning of this episode. That's patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. If you liked our show, why not subscribe and give us all the stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And if they ask for a review instead of reviewing our show, become your inner game critic and review College Dropout, the game we just created. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Friday with another new IP. Again, my name is Alex Gonzalez. And I'm Jay Yee. Thank you, and please remember that we are not game devs. So the uh, One Piece inspired me. Um, Monokuma, his whole um, villain villainy inspired me. Um, Battle Royale, the movie inspired me. And then having kind of a mutation go on, Biomutant inspired me. And then that One Tower anime. Those were all mm, the things that I kind of combined one. into one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because we didn't mention it during the show, music-wise, oh, that's I the hear, one. like, guitar, rock, just a long solo the entire time. Just like Yeah, it's a, one of those drums where it's like, as you're kind of going through. Yeah, and then, like, in, like, more lull moments i just hear like one solo guitar on the higher parts of the strings is doing you know what i mean just like Mm -hmm. a sick guitar solo maybe it's like a one hour long guitar solo that guitarist is gonna hate being in the studio just recording one long ass solo but i feel like it's just one long thing and it's just like the background music that you just have on The, the lead guitarist asks When are the other members getting here? And we say, what other members? You're all we need.